Modern orthopedics is a rapidly evolving and exciting field that continues to push the boundaries of what is possible with treatment. Advances in technology, including minimally invasive surgical techniques and the use of robotics, have revolutionized the field of orthopedics, allowing for patients to quickly begin the rehabilitation process and can significantly improve the outcomes of orthopedic procedures. Here is your behind-the-scenes pass to one of the most well-established orthopedic practices in the DFW area. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Modern Orthopedics. My name is Shannon. I'm the Director of Marketing at Orthopedic Specialist at Dallas. I've got Dr. Dan Volpenny with us here today. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So Dr. Volpenny, tell us a little bit about you, where you grew up, where you started. Okay. Well, I, I'm originally from Brazil. I was born there and raised there. I moved to Texas actually in 1999 when I was 17 years old, went to high school in the area, went to high school in Mesquite, been in this area for the past 23 years, went to uh, medical school and residency in San Antonio, so I've been a Texan for the past 23 years, so. Did you speak English when you moved here? No, I did not. Wow. Uh, that was, uh, I learned uh, English watching uh, TV and, uh, and in high school, so that was fun. All right, so after high school, uh, where did you go to school? So, uh, as I said, I went to uh, high school in uh, North Mesquite High School, where I did my 11th and 12th grade there. Played soccer for those two years, which was uh, a lot of fun. That helped also with the English part because, uh, you know, making friends. And, uh, you know, I always liked sports growing up, and, and uh, that's where interest in orthopedics and, and medicine kind of came about. And ended up going to North Texas uh, in Denton for undergraduate Eventually, I went to San Antonio uh, for, uh, for medical, medical school. school. Yeah. And when did you decide you wanted to be a physician? I kind of knew I wanted to be a physician early on, but once I was in high school and playing sports, uh, orthopedics kind of, you know, so you something in the do. sports area, not necessarily orthopedics, but, you know, medicine, kind of sports medicine kind of topic interests me. Very cool. And then after medical school, you went to residency? I did. I stayed in San Antonio. It was my top choice out of residency. Uh, it's one of the top programs in the in the in the country. After that, I went to uh, Mississippi. You know, my wife. Uh, I don't know how I convinced her to go to Mississippi, <laughs> but she uh, and we had a great time. We went to a, a great sports uh, and arthroscopy fellowship there, where we uh, uh, developed the skills that we we use today. So, uh, you know, I'm very appreciative of that. And decided to come back to my hometown of uh, Rockwell, where my family lived, and set shop here. Well, cool. we well, already kind of touched base on it, but um, you do sports medicine and you also do total joints mm-hmm. with sports medicine. Kind of explain what that is and what that entails. So uh, sports medicine is a broad uh, specialty, pretty much involves every orthopedic joint that, that we, we treat uh, except for spine. But I'm, uh, my practice is focused on shoulder, hips, and knees. We do some upper, other upper extremity injuries as well, but mostly shoulder, uh, hips, and knees. We do ligament reconstruction. We do cartilage uh, repair. And like you said, also for the older patients that 
those uh, options are not available, joint replacement's a great option, and we uh, do quite a few of those. And does sports medicine um, mainly, to me, you know, I think that means arthroscopies or scopes, does that necessarily mean just for younger athletes? Oh, no. Uh, I would say most, if not most, but at least half of it would be your older patient population. Um, you know, uh, as long as the, the joint is healthy enough, you know, uh, arthroscopy surgery is a, a still a great option, uh, independent of uh, patient's age or even level of activity. So the goal of the modern medicine is to preserve joints, preserve the native joints. Uh, we move on to the joint replacement for those that are beyond repair. But for, for, for most older patients, we can still repair most joints and ligaments and you know, cartilage. Going on more about modern medicine, since that's kind of what, you know, we're here to talk about is what does that um, entail? You know, obviously, I think we want to do whatever we can to preserve, especially a younger person's joint mm-hmm. before a joint replacement. So just kind of explain to, in, you know, in your practice what that means. Is there like stem cell or PRP involved? Yeah, it's, it's exciting uh, changes that, that have come about the past few years, you know, even through my initial training uh things have changed uh uh quite rapidly uh with the development of stem cells and even within the stem cell world there's uh, different types of stem cells different type of options that we use nowadays that can be done in the office you know uh, at first some of those options had to were hard to harvest and, and and obtain those stem cells now we have other options you know commercialized stem cells different uh, uh, areas where we can harvest the stem cells that can be done in the office. So there are different levels as well of, uh, of regenerative medicine, including, like you said, PRP, which is not truly stem cells, but it's on the, on, uh, along the treatment line of stem cells where we use to decrease inflammation, induce healing of so- certain soft tissues and cartilage, uh, all the way up to, to the real stem cells where we obtain from the bone marrow or sometimes from adipose tissues and even uh, donor cells from uh, amniotic tissue. The PRP, I know obviously we do it in the office. Um, some of these stem cell procedures, are they can they be done in the office or are they done in a surgery center? Most of them, if, if not of all of them, can be done in the office and we do them daily in the office. Uh, um, they usually don't take a lot of time. Uh, they can be done within, you know, a regular visit. So, and most patients can go back to their normal daily activities after that procedure. So it's not something that, put, you know, puts them down for a certain period of time and they can go back into their normal activities and we have great results with it. Is there anyone that wouldn't be a good candidate for that? Like if somebody's like their joints, just not, you know, they're, they're ready for a joint replacement. I know that some people just want to try, try everything. Well, and that's a good question. Those options are always options, uh, but there's it gets to a point where is that worth the, mm. the cost? And so, and that's what we're here for, right? Which evaluate the, the injury, the, the severity of the injury, and uh, certain injuries are those treatments can still help. You know, I think that it's always helpful, but you know, we have to have a, a, a true discussion to see if it's you know the cost and benefit uh, will, will uh, be something worth it for the patient. But the good thing about those treatments is there's no true side effects. It's their own cells. It's uh, There's not a, a drug or a medicine that we inject into a joint. So it's just the level of repair that we can get from those treatments varies depending on the amount of injury, amount of arthritis that joint might have. So it's a, it's a true discussion that we have with each patient and let them make the informative uh, uh, decision 
once it comes to those treatments. So explain, especially in the sports medicine uh, cases, how important physical therapy is in a regimen, either after surgery, post-op, or just after an injury that doesn't require surgery. If you ask most orthopedic surgeons, all, all of them, the physical therapy is a crucial uh, part of the treatment. You, you can see a very different results from the same surgery, from the same surgeon, depending on the amount of therapy, the type of therapy they're doing, and how compliant those patients are, and you know the therapist as well. Mm-hmm. So I think therapy is, if not as important, even more important than the extra surgery. You can get different results, and uh, depending on how much therapy is done, and 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 how. Uh, so I'm truly a, a true believer in therapy. Therapy increases mobility of joints after surgery, which, you know, that's one of the problems that we encounter with stiffness and scar tissue. So you want to get early on with therapy and, and, and to prevent any of those uh, uh, side effects or complications of surgery where, you know, joint stiffness, scar tissue, even decreased joint pain. Obviously, because you're a sports medicine doctor and we have, you know, several of our doctors are here. We represent a lot of local schools and you represent two, um, both officially, 40, officially yeah. yeah. We see several, yeah. yeah. But officially, you're the uh, doctor for um, both Forney High Schools. So kind of, you know, what does that entail? I know your fall is very it's busy. busy. Yeah, it's very busy. Uh, I've been at the North Forney and Forney High School official team doctor for the past Five six years since I started this in this practice, which is which is a probably the most fun part of my job. You know, dealing with the uh, the, the teams, the students, the uh, athletic trainers, which are a great help. Uh, they're really good uh, uh, a part of the team or a crucial part of the team where, where where they they are the first line of treatment to those patients, and uh, and I'm just there to kind of. Mm-hmm. help out a little bit and uh but but it but it's fun you know that's the reason why I got into sports medicine to continue this path mm-hmm. and now I'm too old to play sports so I get to watch people play sports <laughs> competitively maybe <laughs> I don't know about that uh, maybe video games I don't yeah. know <laughs> well awesome well uh, on top of being a sports medicine doctor you're also a total joint you do total joint so um and you know a big thing that we're talking about a lot in our practice lately is the the robotic total knee and hip that uh, you do um, that we've just started doing here in the last couple months so if you want to explain kind of what that is sure uh, so this is a, a, a great development in, in total joint replacement it's not new it's been around for a few years now but you know the the, the newer technology within the robotic assisted uh, uh, joint replacement uh, has really come a long way the past few years uh, and we actually just did our first uh, total joint uh, Mako robotic assisted assisted uh, knee replacement uh, at Baylor in, in Rowlett. Uh, and actually, we did the first 2.0, which then their new software in the whole North Texas uh, area. Awesome. So I was actually the first one, the guinea pig, to the first <laughs> system. But it's the same as the. It's just a little bit more updated system. But that was uh, pretty uh, big news. And when it comes to robotic assisted total joints. People ask me all the time, is it better? Is it not better? What's the difference? You know, the surgery is still the same. The surgeon's still doing I'm still doing the surgery. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the robotic-assisted uh, joint replacement, what the difference is, is the more precise, more custom-made or custom-planned joint replacement for a specific patient. We're trying to maintain their normal alignment, their normal uh, ligament and soft tissue balance where those patients, we're not trying to change their alignments to fit our surgery. It's the other way around, right? We're trying to just replace the damaged joint 
and keep keep the patient's normal alignment, normal anatomy in place. And so that's when the where the robotic assisted uh, joint replacement comes in play. That's the difference between that. Still the same implant. You know, it's not the surgeon not in the room mm-hmm. doing the surgery. I'm still doing the surgery. It's just that when we do those specific, very precise to the to the last millimeter cuts where we where we're going to put the new joint in. That's precise as you know a computer can do. Right, a human hand, a human eye mm-hmm. can only do it so close. When you do a robotic assisted one, it's it's a hundred percent all the time. So how does um, the prep for that, does the patient have to go get an MRI or a CT scan before the surgery? Yes. So uh, all those pre-planned parameters and, and, and plans that we have through the MACO is done through a CT scan. So we basically, within 30 days or so of the patient's surgery, we send the patient to get a CT scan and that uh, maps their joints, their, you know, and we like three D imaging, kind of three D imaging, yeah. and we have a three D reconstruction through uh, through a CT scan where we um, have that pre planned. We know exactly what's going to be the size of the implants, what implants we're going to put in, exactly where the cuts are going to be before we even start the surgery. So everything is you know mm-hmm. known. There's no unknown yeah. when it comes to that. There's no surprises. There's no surprises, and we know the results before we start the case. And you can do robotic knees and hips? We do, yes. We, uh, we've we done knees uh, a lot more than hips, but uh, one of the hospitals that we do, they do have the, the option to do, you know, there's a different software that needs to, not every hospital has, but mm-hmm. we have the possibility to do both. And hips, is, it, it's very similar to, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, when it, when it comes to doing the either hips or knees, you know, the, the idea and the way we go about is about the same. Um, surgery time also, I know you didn't ask, but people were asking, you know, is it faster, is it slower? Mm-hmm. It's about the same, maybe adds about 10 minutes. Uh, you know, typically a joint replacement can take between an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, maybe between 15 and, and, and an hour and 10 minutes. And, you know, maybe for the surgeon that has not done, and, you know, a lot of the robotic assistant may, may add another 10 mm-hmm. minutes just to kind of learn the 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 system, different steps yeah. and things like that. But once you do enough, like we have, you know, those numbers are about the same, if not faster I mean, with the robot. What about after post-op? Is there a difference in the patient's recovery? Yeah, there's uh, we've, we've been in communication with our therapist. We, when we start doing this robotic uh, knee replacement, we, when we still do some that are not robotic assistant and, and we ask the therapist, you know, they're the, the the ones that we know, we can ask the patients as well, but like they're seeing the patients every day and they've noticed a great difference in uh, decreased pain level, uh, improved mobility, uh, easier recovery. And we noticed that on pretty much every patient that we've done, you know, uh, it's not like the other ones that are not robotic don't do well. Mm-hmm. They do great, but they do even better, less pain, mm-hmm. uh, early mobility. They're, you know, walking without a walker within a couple of days wow. compared to a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So we noticed that it's a little bit less invasive because we're not stretching tissues and trying to fit guys and things like that with the robot. So I think that helps with the early recovery. Well, then that kind of leads into my next question. You, you obviously still do manual or non-robotic mm-hmm. knees and hips. And how um, how do you decide or is it the patient or do you think we'll get to a point where you only do robotic? I still do both, um, depending on not every hospital has the robot, the ability to do robotic assisted uh, uh, joint replacement. And I still like to do both. But I think in the future, 
once it becomes more available and mm-hmm. to every hospital, we will, uh, I, I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you get something that you truly believe it's more accurate and better, uh, it does take an extra step to get the CT scan. Sometimes mm-hmm. maybe it's an insurance thing that they don't want to prove the CT scan. Mm-hmm. We have to have the CT scan, but uh, we're definitely yeah. offer to all of our patients, you know, uh, that option. So, Dr. Volpini, you go to, uh, you're in Rockwall, obviously, but you also uh, spend most of your days in Forney. Um, and we've opened that clinic. You've been out there for years, obviously. We opened a new building um, out there that now has, um, you know, x-ray and PT about, about two years. So, if you want to kind of talk yeah, about we, that location. I started in Forney in a small little room out of urgent care a few years ago. Uh, we wanted to reach out to the to our surrounding communities and you know, keep the patients from having to drive to Rockwell, Dallas, places like that. So we decided that, hey, why don't we just go and open an office and, and start growing our practice since those areas are growing so fast. And we started there six years ago with a little back office and now we have a whole building with therapy, you know, state of the art, you know, equipment. We have multiple providers, multiple specialties there now that treat our community there so they don't have to come and drive to you know, Dallas, Rockwall, or any any further, you know, place that they would need to in the past to get, you know, uh, care. type type of quality care with with multi-specialty, you know, uh, uh, orthopedic uh, doctors that, that we offer now. So so that was the goal. That was the dream that and we were able to build that. We're still building. There's more things coming in the future, you know. Can't talk about it, you know, <laughs> right now, but maybe in the next uh podcast we can we can talk about that there's there's big things coming to the area so uh and that's very exciting to that community talking about sports medicine again can you think of an instance or a surgery where you've done um you know surgery on somebody that has you know really changed in the last 20 years or so um that with recovery time and expectations afterwards well i think a lot of surgeries have changed over time become more effective faster recovery, but one of the most remarkable surgeries and uh, in sports medicine that has come a long way, uh, in my opinion, would be ACL reconstruction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's most people know that from watching football, basketball, you know, 20, 30 years ago would be career ending. 10 years ago would be a year, year and a half, two years out of sports before they would recover from a surgery like that. Nowadays, we're getting athletes uh, mm-hmm. six months, you know, six to eight months back at high level competitive uh, sports. Uh, and that's not, you know, because of great changes in, that we do in surgery, but how more precise, how less invasive the surgeries are uh, that we do nowadays compared to 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have more uh, options when it comes to, uh, y- you know, uh, Reconstructing a ligament, uh, smaller incisions, faster surgery leads to faster recovery, less uh, soft tissue trauma when you do a surgery like that. You know, ACL surgery would take two hours, you know, probably 10, 15 years ago. Now, as experienced uh, surgeon, like in our group, most of the guys in our group are doing, you know, several ACLs a week. Uh, we will do them, you know, in less than an hour. Patients are walking on it right away. They're, you know, starting rehab the next day. Mm-hmm. Within six to eight months, they're back at competitive sports. So, 
And it's still a, a scope, right? So it's, it's still arthroscopic, and the way we do nowadays, uh, we have options for even smaller, and you know, incisions, different options of graft and grafts for the ACL reconstruction, and even nowadays, ACL repairs. Though mm-hmm. uh, twenty years ago, repairs were not really even thought of. Now, depending on the type of injury, we've had patients that we have actual repair of their own ACL, which leads to even less trauma, faster recovery. Not everybody would be a candidate for that, but that's a new thing that, you know, we're trying to save and maintain the native joints and try to be as minimally invasive as possible when it comes to ligament uh, and and joint surgery. And, you know, I've been um, with this practice for quite a while and it just seems me looking in that, you know, I think with, um, I don't know if it's just with kids starting younger, athletes being pushed more, but it seems like, like you said, the, the surgeons here are doing several ACLs a week. It seems like there's a lot more younger people that are having to go through the surgery. Yeah, with uh, kids playing sports all year round uh, in school and club, and you know, uh, most kids that I see are playing sports, multiple sports throughout the year. So you know, it's just the laws of average, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're exposing yourself to more risks while you're playing sports and you know those those numbers are going to go up right but uh but we also not only treat the injuries but we also educate and and during rehab we also use what's called preventive medicine where we want to not only treat the injured joint but we want to strengthen the other joints the contralateral knee the the knee that we fix so they can prevent further injuries in the future so that's the main goal it's not only fix that problem but also prevent injuries in the future. When you said law of averages, I think living here in Texas where we don't really have like four seasons all the time and don't really have, it probably, you know, makes year round sports oh, yeah. more, you know, more thing here. Yeah. Kids yeah. are playing sports every month, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe December January, and January yeah. they're off, yeah. but you know, that's when soccer starts sometimes. So yeah, but they, yeah, they're playing sports all year long and, and sometimes multiple sports at the same time. So. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Volpenny, for joining us today. Thank you for having me.